Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks, while our special guest gets ready, I want to start talking already because... Let me just... No, no. I like... See, I like hearing the heaving. He's heaving himself up. Uh, well, that's He's, what you do at this age. You heave. <laughs> You heave and you hope you hit the target. That's he's, what it is. Folks, he's heaving into the podcast. <laughs> I am Mr. Curiosity. Sean, what episode is this? This is 22. Is it Holy really 22? Moly. Yeah, 22. See? Already. And wow. maybe 22 is the magic number for our new guest today. Well. And that is the great Vin Sweeney. Well. Dun, 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 I was expecting something live with horns. I'm sorry. I didn't know where Bring in in the trombone player. So, uh, Vince, before you go on, I just want to let you know a couple things because you may have not heard any. You see this bell right here? I do. I tend to be um, loose cannon-ish at times. So if I say say something (laughs) you don't want me to say, you don't want to answer, you just go, and I shut up. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's the shut up Snedeker bell. Are you ready? Well, there we go. I just blew my nose. See, that's the beauty of podcasting. You think he's, he, he comes in, he's blowing his nose, he's dropping his Altoids. It's real. Yeah. yeah. And I, and look, I, and I, he has the bell in one hand. I want to make sure I don't have to go tinkle. <laughs> and, uh, hey, it's a long ride. It took me 25 minutes to get here. And Well, two things I want to say about that. As for the tinkle, I know the feeling because, yes, like did. I said, uh, I'm 53 me. years old and my prostate's a little swallowed well, like most guys. Way, you know? <laughs> it yeah. happens. It's an aging thing. That's right. That's just the beginning of a joke. Oh, don't tell just me. Just the rather, beginning. Rather, rather, doesn't, it doesn't not. get better. Trust me, I know. I, I'd rather not know, but I, <laughs> but I want to say Vince and I were a little late on the podcast schedule because we scheduled this a week ago. Yes. And I'm surprised. I can't wait to hear the answer to this. Vince then texted me and said... Ice in the driveway can't get out. Well, here's what happens. We have um, a lovely little house in a nice neighborhood, but our driveway is pitched. And when I say pitched, I mean it's pitched downward (laughs) from um, street level to back to the end of the driveway. And it's in a spot with a tree line and all where no sun hits it. So no matter how much we shovel and plow, and salt and treat, so it, it will sooner or later, within 12 hours, ice all over again. And it's sometimes impossible to get out. And there's also the risk of me falling down and breaking something. Yeah. Here's the age thing again, And I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. I went down one day out there and had to call Carol at work and come home and scrape me up off the driveway. So (laughs) we're not going to do that. But when you're iced in, you feel like a prisoner? That's how I feel. Yeah, me too. I hate it. Yeah. That happens to me. And whenever there's a snow event, even if it's just I'm stuck in my house for a half a day or a day, I hate it. And then you get these people, I love the snow. It's so pretty. Uh, And I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I'm not one of those people. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, it's pretty, yes, but it just it completely immobilizes you. Yeah, that's what it does uh, to my I, life. I get locked in the house. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. Because um, I, 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 I have a ten. I have a bad. I have a bad knee. Might as well say it, and I could fall. Yeah. And I don't want to fall, all right? Now you're uh, the old guy with the knee and hip problems, uh, right? Is, this baby. is It's all part of it. I'm telling it's you, a- it's on the way, Joe. <laughs> Just be patient. It's coming. That's the same goes for you, Sean. You're not getting away with it. Yeah, yeah, Sean, you're no, in I, this, I, though, I all right? right. <laughs> You'll get if it. If you're lucky, as they say, right? 
It's sure lucky to live long enough, yeah. It sure beats yeah. dying young. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start with Vince's mom delivering you. That's what I want to start with. When <laughs> well, did that happen? Uh, that was good because I was there. <laughs> so it gives us something to work with. Uh, when did it happen? You you were you were sure you were there? Uh, yeah, yeah, she told me I was. Okay. You know, well, she also told me some other things. You were actually there wrong, even so. you were actually there even 9 months before then. I was yeah, I was waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have these oddball memories that I can't explain that I believe were of of being in the delivery room. I I think I remember <clears throat> some things about my own birth. Get out of here. I don't, is that insane? But I think I do. Did you ever research that? Is it, no. is it neurologically possible? Yeah, it is, apparently, from oh, what yeah? I can see, yeah. But I never went very far with it, but I have these images. What is it, hot and moist? <clears throat> um, <laughs> actually, it was like tiled walls, oh, like okay. you might see, you know, in a medical facility. In, 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 in a, uh, I was thinking in, too internal. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were. I don't. Well, what, no, I don't remember the womb. Okay. I, I, I don't remember that. What year are we talking? Oh, about? Boy, 1950. 50? 1950. Whoa. I'm so, 69. I'll be 70. I, oh, that's painful. I ask the age not to be in any way rude, but I need oh, no, like no, I need no. to reference it because your life is a part of my life, especially you know during the 80s. That's why I need to know these things, like where Vince sure. was versus where I was. So you're born a local guy, parents from here? Yeah, I was, uh, my parents, my mother, well, actually my mother uh, is originally, she was born in uh, Wales and came here really? as a young child. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, and then my grandfather, my father, both of his grandparents were from overseas. Uh, my grandfather, paternal, uh, was born in Ireland. And my paternal grandmother was uh, born in England. So all of my parents, none of my grandparents were born in the United States. Wow. They're all from the old country. Yeah. So I used to hear growing up, they'd mention the old country. And I tried to envision, what does the old country look like? Dinosaurs? What are we talking here? <laughs> yeah. I could never quite grasp the old country. But that's true. And so they were all immigrants and all lovely people. And... Um, why did they come here? The old mine story? Yeah, well, they came here to get away from that stuff, right. at least on the Welsh side, because my grandfather uh, in Wales was a miner in South Wales, where if you know history here, you'll find that some of the earliest miners uh, were from South Wales because they already had the skill to mine coal. So they came here and oh. found good jobs, and eventually they found jobs as uh uh, foremen and managers and supervisors. The Welsh did before any of the other uh, ethnic groups did. So he came here to get out of the mines, and he ended up back in the mines. And that was where Luzerne he, County. He like couldn't were... find anything else. No, he was. Uh, they were from uh, Scranton and Kaiser Valley. Is where they lived. Is that right? On Newton Road, for those who know that area up there. Yeah, uh, you know Newton Road. Uh, not really. No, okay. I do not know. Well, it's it's the back road. I've had that's... fig Newtons. Uh, they may be related somehow, <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, I doubt it. <laughs> Newton Township is okay. probably where the name comes from. Newton and, Ransom, all that's tied. Right, in, exactly. Sure. The road from Kaiser Valley goes up to Newton Ransom, and so they grew up back there. Her father didn't want to go in the mines, but eventually, uh, he well, did. He uh, how about to. your dad? Is he a miner guy? No, uh, on my father's side of the family. Big um, shot. He's a big shot. We had no miners. Um, uh, my grandfather, who came from Ireland, 
<clears throat> had told me, excuse me, I'm a little froggy here. Had <clears throat> we got two beautiful waters for him. I'm going to take I a found big them laying around any time the... <laughs> now. Uh, he told me many times when I was a kid, when I'd sit and chat with him, he's a great guy. He would tell story. He was a wonderful storyteller. And he used to tell me that when he came here from uh, Ireland, he swore, he swore that he'd never go to work in a mine. This is your grandfather. My grandfather, your uh, Sweeney. But why? What's his reasoning? Meaning it's a horrible lifestyle, meaning I'm here in the new world to start big and do better for myself. Yeah, and not work in a hole in the ground. Because let's face it, mining was a... Can you imagine? I can't. Right, but the perspective I try to get from people who tell me that they're just lucky to have a job, and they were thrilled to come here in the mines. I could be way off, but I... I think you're right, but he had the motivation to find something different. Yeah. And he, I, I, I can only assume that he guessed that uh, mining jobs weren't the only jobs here. Right. Because everything else was going. You had, you know, all Got kinds feed. of merchant yep. uh, type businesses. And so he ended up, uh, boy, he did a number of different things. He actually worked on a construction crew that built what is now the Scranton Prep Building on Wyoming. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, he worked on that for a time, and he actually told me he got offered a job at one time driving a team of mules in the mines and turned it down. And then they said, well, how about driving a team of mules on the outside? And he said, no, he just wouldn't go near a coal mine, and he never did. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so he comes was, here uh, anti-coal miner. Yeah, he did, absolutely. Well, now that's a story, too, that I could tell you quick. He wasn't coming here. He was on his way to... Uh, Peoria, Illinois. Get out of where here. Where the chief of police was his uh, namesake, Patrick Sweeney. And he was on his way. Say no more. He was interrupted by a woman. Uh, well, <laughs> wouldn't that sound right, though? <laughs> okay. That would be the story what else would of hold my life. Yeah. yeah. What, what else would stop a man in his He train? only had enough cash to get here. Get out. So, you know, he took the train. I'm assuming he got on the Lackawanna Railroad. And he had enough money at that point in time to get to Scranton. So he came to Scranton and uh, wound up finding work. He stayed, and he lived his entire life here, raised a family of six children, and did very well. Uh, Had a white-collar job almost all his life. He was an insurance investigator when he retired. And he did very well. And he was a wonderful man. i got to tell you that much. He was a great guy. But this is the beauty of stuff like this. So here's a guy whose wallet ran dry. And now you and I are sitting here. That, but if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be. I, I know. You know. It's just weird, the universe. Yeah. I'm telling you. If he'd gone to Peoria, there's no way. Because he never would have met my mother. But you know what wouldn't have happened. There'd be some other you weather know. guy on TV locally. Yeah. Who knows what he'd yeah. be like. And Right. <laughs> Boy, it's kind of hard to get your head around it. Sometimes. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. These paths so, of life. So this is the way things worked for us. And uh, So you have all these siblings where you brought up like... Uh, hoity-toity and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You said he no, did good. No, I don't know. no, no. Uh, not hoity-toity at all. Uh, now I'm taking a drink of water, okay? Vince is now twisting the cap okay. off of the water. And it is now entering his outer lower lip. Are you ready? He is closing his eyes. Oh, God, that's good. Oh, yeah. Sometimes just water. Too is warm? Because it was just sitting there. I'm wondering. No, it's no. great. Perfect. It's aquafina. Would you would you rather that like a YooHoo or a lemonade or a no, Stegmeyer? I don't know. 
Stegmeyer, there's an interesting topic. <laughs> all right, so that was, no, but you have that all these was my si- father's beer for what it's worth. Mine too. So you have all mm-hmm. these siblings because birth control really wasn't a thing for yeah, our. Yeah, well, I didn't have that many. I had, uh, and I still do have, gratefully, two sisters and a brother. Oh, I thought you said the six or something. No, that was my father's family. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Oh, okay. And only one of them is left. And she's in Florida. All the others are gone. Okay. Uh, my dad died very young. He was only 59 when he died. May I ask what? A uh, heart attack. Is that right? Yeah. And you said your dad passed away, too, I assume. 78, prostate cancer, yeah. Oh, so man. these guys, I mean, the, these these forerunners of us, we have to learn from them. Don't we, though? Yeah, and then say, don't. I'm not going to make uh, you know, this mistake or that mistake. Yeah. And because heart disease runs in your family, I'm sure you're on top of it. Uh, yeah, actually, I am. And uh, You got Lipitor, you got uh, beta blockers, I'm sure yeah, you got all that. Yeah, right, you're exactly <laughs> right. And uh, uh, so, you know, he died young. My mom lived well into her late 80s. And uh, was very grateful for the life she had and often expressed that to us, that she was very happy for everything she had. And she was very happy that she raised uh, four children that she felt had turned out pretty good and were happy in their lives. You know, so what else could you ask? So you're growing up in Scranton then? Yeah, I'm growing up. You're uh, going to public school guy? No, I went. The only time I went to public school, I went to kindergarten for public school at uh, what was the number 28 school, Longfellow. Long gone. And uh, I went from there from first grade all the way through 12 and then beyond uh, Catholic. Went to Catholic school. So Irish background, the oh, oh no, that was a mistake. Oh, I was just saying, <laughs> he doesn't want me to say the word Irish. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I thought you'd hit that at birth control. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, not at all. So, so uh, re- they did this probably for religious reasons, right? Not because they wanted a better school or a or a high society <laughs> upbringing. Uh, yeah, I don't. Oh no, my parents didn't have an ounce of pretense about them. Okay, and uh, my family was not wealthy by anybody's standards. So it was just they wanted that religion. Yeah, my mother had been born and raised a Baptist, and when she married my dad, uh, there was absolutely, I should, I, I need to tell you this, and I was told it a million times, there was absolutely no pressure from any family for her to convert to Catholicism. Ah. She came to the conclusion all on her own. And that's rare back then. Yeah. But she wanted us to go to uh, Catholic school. She wanted us to get that education. So how many are in your graduating class? Oh, like, God, 57 not, people. 57? Yeah. You're putting on the little suit every day? Yeah. You're being instructed by sisters, priests and sisters? Sisters, servants of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. There you go. That's, yeah, I had mostly sisters, mostly nuns. Um, actually, all the way up through high school, there were that many sisters in the congregation that they were able to staff schools properly and completely, I guess, you know. So when you were there, were you ever thinking, I wish I was a public school guy? Look at that's where all the cool kids are. I'm making this up. Oh, look at that's where all the <laughs> chicks are. I don't know. Did you ever have any yeah, of those The things? only time you wish that maybe you were in public school is when they had a day off and you didn't. And they used to come by the school and yell, school suckers. <laughs> Schools, they would. <laughs> the kids from the public school combined stand outside the windows of St. Paul's and yell, "School suckers!" Yeah, that's right, St. Paul's, which is out in, in Greenridge. Yep. And it was at the time it was a grade school and it was a high school. It hasn't been a high school since the late '60s, but they would yell, "School suckers!" Outside of that, nah, not really. I was so, perfectly happy to be who I was. So there it is in the '50s and into the '60s. Yes, I think. 
You just turned 70, you said? I'm not yet. You're going to. I've got six months to go. And I think we talked about this before. So did you go to school with my mother-in-law also went to that school? (laughs) We've had this conversation before. Your mother-in-law... Marianne Zumo. Marianne Zumo lived around the corner from so my family. She's maybe two, three, four years older than she's you? She's got to be at least three or four three years. Three or four. Yeah, maybe five. But maybe. I, she's older than I am. I might know her age, but I'm playing dumb because I don't want her to tell. I, I think that's <laughs> perfectly fine. I think it is. I will she's say somewhere that. close to you, but older. Yeah, she uh, is we'll older. That. But, but I remember her very well. Uh, very well? Mostly because she was a very beautiful woman. Wow. She was a, a very... Still is, by a, the way. And very pleasant and a very nice person. Mary Ann was just a, a great... She didn't know who I was. All right. So you're she this younger guy was who alive. has these big googly eyes at this older girl. Well, I didn't even... You know, I was like... <laughs> I was not exactly uh, smooth with the women at that point. Right. You know, but uh, I used to see her around because they lived right there. And then her uh, father... And her uncle had the store, yeah, the which shoe is store, now the, the candy coffee store. shop on, on Mary Street. Sumos! And she'd often be in there working behind the counter. Yes! And um, so, I mean, I you know, knew her, knew to say hello, knew her cousins. So a lot of her cousins were closer to my age, right. so I knew them. But I did, uh, and I'm sure she has no idea who I am, but that's all right. That's, you know, fine. But she was uh, Yeah, you were just nice. some younger punk in the neighborhood. Exactly. But she was nice. She, was, she still is. She's a wonderful person. Yeah, but I'm trying to set the stage for I this. I mean, she never said, hey, you, what are you looking at? <laughs> Beat it. You know, no, she never said anything She like says that. that to me. <laughs> so there you are, though. This is almost like a little uh, Norman Rockwell scene. You know, oh, well. You know, Green Ridge section of Scranton. And it's Lower the fi- Green Ridge. Hang but it's the 50s and 60s. There. You're going to church. You're going to the little candy yeah. store. Oh, boy, is that true. Yeah. A lot of church. Get dragged to church all yeah. the time for everything. Me too. Me you know, too. Certain, oh, you went to Catholic school. I didn't go to Catholic school, but we were injected into the Catholic uh, program. Every week we had to go somewhere to the church. Uh-huh. And then the rectory, the nuns okay. and priests would teach us all the stuff. We used to go. There were certain months of the year <clears throat> that you had to go every day. Uh, uh, one of them was May. It was the month of Mary, so you had to go to church. And probably for the uh, probably for the uh, the Stations of the Cross and all oh, that. Oh right? boy, did I dislike that! I know I'd have to go to Stations all Stations of the Cross every yeah. Friday during Lent after school. You get done with school at three, yes, and then that. Then you had to go across the street to the yeah. church and go yeah. through the fell for the, the second church. time, third time. You know, oh, no I disrespect. Know. No, no, but to the religion it's that's practiced dogma. Yes, but it's not what you really wanted to do <laughs> at fourteen, no, fifteen, sixteen. No, uh-uh. But we went to church. You know, you went a lot. I mean, church was just part of growing up. And I'm glad we did it. Now, oh, I, I have no back. problems yeah. with it. It opened my mind to a great many things. Uh, uh, which probably explains why I'm not quite sure what I am these days. <laughs> We're getting to that. Uh, it's an honest answer, yeah. So you're a senior in uh, St. Paul's, and what are you thinking for a career? Um, it's 1968. Boy, it was a tough time in America, as you know. The war was raging. Yeah. Uh, the draft was out there staring you in the face Ooh. if you didn't do something to, That's to right. uh, get a deferment or whatever. And... Uh, I went to, to school. I went to the University of Scranton for only for three years and then quit. I wanted to, I wanted to work in broadcasting. But why? I, uh, why that? 
Do you remember? I mean, uh, yeah, kind of. You can of, remember you know, the womb. I, you should be able to remember that. <laughs> uh, I had this little headset in the womb that I would put on, and I <laughs> could see if I could get, you know, okay. Oh, no, there it is. <laughs> uh, I can get CKLW here. Um <clears throat> I, I liked radios when I was a kid. I liked, you know, minor electronics, if you will. Okay. I used to build crystal sets. I think I mentioned that. Not very good ones. I'm not claiming to be, a, you know, an engineer. No, I do know what you mean, though. I had a lot of those kits, I, I too. I That was that the thing stuff. to do, yeah. And I was really into it. And I loved to try to see if you could pick up radio stations. And, and you could. And then I went on, you know, a little beyond that, where I was one of those weenies who, <laughs> you know, at nighttime would take the, uh, the transistor under the covers and listen you know, you'd listen to, you know, BZ and ABC and CKLW, CFL. Because of the lowering of the ionosphere, you can hear all these yeah. weird stations from and far away. other stations had to cut their power yeah, to yeah, protect yeah. the big ones at night so they came flying right in. So you listened to that and you thought it was marvelous and wonderful. There's no and, internet. Uh, there's no cell phones. Oh, there's no, no iPhones. Uh-uh. There's maybe two, three stations on TV. If you have a TV, one yeah, in the parlor, yeah. it's black and white. Yeah. We had one. And the first one we had was black and white. And I remember it very well. Uh, my mother, of course, was she loved TV. So we had color TVs quickly. But, you know, this was something you did at night. and You listened and you said, boy, I'd love to do that. And then you go forward a couple of years, and the interest in doing it was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> My problem was I thought, well, I'd love to be a disc jockey, but I don't think I've got the uh, the skills, the talents to do that. And uh, maybe I could work doing something else. But why? And Stop right there. Were you like a, like a shy guy? I was. Or why? I oh, was you a were. shy kid, yeah. I was a very shy kid when I was younger. Not so much high school, but younger than that. Uh, I was, uh, you know, painfully shy. Is that right? Yeah, very bashful, which is odd because my parents, both of them, my mom and my dad were very, very gregarious, very outgoing, yeah, very, very uh, pleasant and friendly people. But uh, I guess I just didn't bloom until I got to maybe 18, 19, 20, even if maybe beyond that. But I finally decided after, I'll tell you what actually did it. I had a couple, I was working in a in a store. You sure this isn't boring? I'm loving. It. <laughs> Sean, are you bored? The last thing I want to do is. No, bo- I'm not. Sean's compelled. <laughs> Sean. We're compelled. I just the last thing I want to do is bore somebody. No, no. Because that's but, it, man. You're done when you I'm bore not. them. Two things: if you bore somebody, you've lost them. If you creep somebody out. You've lost them forever. Okay? I knew the first one. I didn't know the second yeah, one. Yeah, that's a definite. Don't oh. ever creep. You creep somebody out, that's it. You ain't okay. going back, man. You've lost that person. <laughs> They're never going to be friends with you. Never going to like you. And, that's good um, to know for the uh, dirty old men syndrome, right? <laughs> Try to avoid that. Yeah, yeah. No creeping out. That's a good one, you know. Maybe if you're boring, you can pick it up somewhere in there yeah. and say, hey, like, give me a second chance on that, will you? I won't be so boring. I'll laugh at your jokes and, I mean... Um, so, so I shall never walk around with the trench coat naked underneath. That would be no, creepy. That wouldn't even cross my mind. <laughs> that would, that would be, be a creep. At home, <laughs> in the privacy of your own home, I, I, I couldn't say there's anything wrong with it, but no. No, but I guess we're, we're trying to figure out how you go to the U, okay. not finish, and then get into TV. All right. Well, I, didn't, I got in radio is where I started. I got... Like most guys in TV, or a great many guys in TV, I started off in radio. All right, and, sip uh, number two is happening. He tilts the bottle back. Here comes the eye. Uh, boy, that just tastes so dang good. Yeah, sure. it really does. Water. 
Um, so what happens is um, I, I'm working at the time for my uncle. While in college? Uh, yeah. While I was going to school, I'm working for him. He owned the Scranton Hobby Center. And I'm working for him at the time. So I'm doing some retail. You know, and I'm I'm uh, in the store, and I'm waiting on customers. People are buying little uh, ribbons. Oh, they're buying they're train sets. Oh, train they're sets. buying big time stuff, which kicked off an interest in trains that I'm still passionate about to this very day. Uh, anyway, so I, I was doing that and answering the phone, and a couple people said to me, "Boy, you have a wonderful voice on the phone." And I, oh, well, thank you. But then I found several people saying that to me, and I thought, "Get out of here! Yeah, maybe I could get into radio." Do you think I could do that? So coincidentally with that, our, uh, a broadcasting school opened in Wilkes-Barre, <laughs> the American Academy of Broadcasting. No. Yeah. Never heard of this yeah, thing. Yeah. They were only there maybe, I'm going to say, um, three, four years, five years at most. Is this like the equivalent back then of like uh, like McCann's and places like that? I don't know. Uh, it like was strictly it. for broadcasting. Oh, just broadcasting yeah. now. You're not it, learning massage or anything. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, this was just... I'm getting uh, creepy again. Uh, yeah, see, that's what I mean, Jerry. you got to watch that, see? <laughs> I'm talking about building a career. You're getting creepy about massage. Although I do enjoy a good massage. No, uh, those places they a offer... A legitimate de- massage. No, but they okay? offer degrees like that. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's There's why... There's big money in it. Yeah, okay. uh, legitimate massage. But this was a legitimate broadcasting school. No massage. Well, yeah, I guess it was for what broadcasting schools are worth. It was run by a guy out of Philadelphia who had a school there. And he expanded. And he opened a school in Wilkes-Barre in, in a, uh, the Provincial Towers building. And what happened was the flood of 72 wiped it out. About a year later, he brings back the school and he's got it going. I see an ad for it. I'm thinking maybe I should go learn more. So I call, make an appointment to go down to learn more. And this guy uh, auditions me. And when we're done, he says, "Eh, I've heard a lot worse voices. That's what he said to me. (laughs) And I said, oh, I thought, well, that might be the end of this, huh? But no, I didn't take no for an answer. I kept going. And uh, eventually the school itself found me my first job in radio. And so I can't say that, boy, they took my money and what did I get? I got my first job in radio because the broadcasting school had a request from a station up kind of your way in Honesdale. And, and they, they were looking for people, and they said, you have anybody might be interested in this job? And they called me, and they said, hey, get a tape, get a resume, send it up here, and you can probably get in for an interview and see what happens. And I said, well, well, why not? But see, that's the beauty of this podcast. We learn things. Once there's some broke guy trying to go to the Midwest, you're born. Yeah. Now, yeah, now yeah. some guy tells you or a bunch that you had a good voice that takes you in another direction. Yeah. That direction then leads you to this first radio job. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just weird the way life wa- works. Isn't it a, a poke here, a door there. A... Yeah. I. I, I... I, I just uh, let me say that uh, not to interrupt the direction here, but I'm a big believer of uh, uh, you know letting the the adventure take you instead of you taking the adventure. 
go where things lead. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a huge oh, fan of that. Ooh, you see, know, folks, there's wisdom coming now. And, and oh, I'm certainly not the first person that came up with that. Oh, I know. Maybe. But, you know, you let the, uh, let the adventure take you. Don't take the adventure. Let the trip take you. Wherever it goes, go with it and see what happens. And unless you can think of some wonderful reason not to, if there's no compelling reason to say no and turn it down, maybe you should go somewhere else. But if uh, but you're uh, saying you life know, has this failing momentum. that or absent that wherever it goes it goes life has this momentum life has yeah. this this carrier force it Whether, does like a river like you're a tuber in a river yeah. and it's heading yeah. towards the tree dun dun, yeah. dun 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 oh but it swirled you to the right of it and now you end hey, up on some guys yeah. yes uh, yes or yeah you hit the tree you bust your head open. <laughs> You go to the hospital room, and the uh, doctor is uh, someone you marry. Yeah. Look at her. She that's saved her life. That's not impossible. All of these things that's go with your That's not life. impossible. You're right. So you're doing radio up in Honesdale. Yeah, I get a job. What is it, like 1970, 71, uh, This is like 1973. Okay. And I get a job in Honesdale. Uh, I went up, and I interviewed with the guy who was doing the hiring. He was the program director. I'm 6'7". I'm just trying to put myself into this. So I'm 6'7 years old now. I'm okay, in, yeah. I'm, I'm in... First, second grade. Do you remember WCDL? Yes, Carbondale, of course. Okay, Huge. This was a pretty poor version of WCDL. In fact, CDL had a financial interest in this station at one time. Before I was ever there, they had some connection to it. It was WHPA, Honesdale, Pennsylvania. But CDL, just to... No, I grew up just oh, outside yeah, of Carbondale. See, these were my people. I thought you'd And that was a CDL. very popular station. Yeah, very much so. High atop Melody Mountain. They yes. Used to say. Yeah. So, so uh, did it work out in Honesdale, or what happened? Well, I went to Honesdale, and the station was, uh, it was upstairs over a shoe store. <laughs> so help me God. It was, I don't know if Liley's shoe store is still on Main Street in Honesdale, but if it is, we were upstairs over Liley's shoe store. Uh, you quit work, you pick up some loafers, you're on your way. Why not? Uh, but did you get the confidence and think, this is what I want to do? Well, Look at my yeah. voice. I got the golden pipes. No, I never thought that, but I thought, I love this and I'm going to try it. I never thought, boy, I got, you, you always, when you were a jock, you always looked to and listened to some of the biggest voices in America. And you thought, good God, how come I can't sound like that? Well, you can't because the guy who's got those big pipes was blessed with them. You yeah, know, it's yeah. anatomy. And, but you know, sometimes there they're it like, is. but sometimes they're like over the top, fakey sounding. Oh, it's absolutely. better to have it's better to have a natural voice sometimes. Well, so that's kind of the direction I went with it, and I hoped it was passable, and it worked out. So I spent two years there, and it was uh, I loved Honesdale. It was a great little town in which to live. So were you commuting every day? Uh, no, I actually got a room. I had a little room. Get for out. A little, little room, room up in Homesdale. It's the mid 70s. Yeah. Vietnam is ending. Yeah. You're not yeah. drafted. You got a little job. You're uh, using your, your golden pipes, which aren't so golden. Uh, they're they're more, not that golden. They're more they're like uh, zinc. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> zinc pipes. Right. Lead. <laughs> lead. lead oh, lead. Yeah. They're... But I'm having a ball doing it. You know, it took me a couple of weeks to realize that, uh, you know, I, I just spent a week doing this and. I got paid for it. Yeah. They gave me some money to do Ooh. this. What the hell? What? Because, you know, you were just having so much fun doing it. It was great. You know, you're on the radio every day. You're out in town meeting people. Yeah. And then, you know, the first person that asks you for your autograph, you're like, no. 
Yeah, no. No, why meaning, would you? meaning not you're rude, but why would you want my yeah, you know, No, not to be rude at all, but like, what? I still go through that now. Well, I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm just what a, would you do? Why do you yeah, want my But <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't want my autograph. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 it's eyes opening. Had a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. A lot of great people. And then where um, do you go from there? One of which is still a very dear friend of mine. Uh, from there, I'm working in Honesdale not quite two years. And I get a phone call from someone you know How? very well. Who? Bob Reynolds. Sean, are you listening to this? Our very own Bob uh, Reynolds. Did you think I dozed off? No. <laughs> no. But I so don't blame Bob, you if you do. No, Sean. no, no I mean, absolutely not. I'm trying to complete the arc. I mean, it is, we're going on a half hour or so. What? But, we're but, doing where is Because we have so much. We're doing great? Yeah, we're doing awesome. Okay. Because I have so much more to do with you. So there's, right. there's Bob Reynolds. Bob Reynolds and I... I should have mentioned this before, and I didn't. Bob Reynolds and I went to broadcasting school together. He was at the school you were at. He was at the school, and Bob was good. I mean, Bob came into that school good. I was a big fan. He does have newsman-like ways, right? He did. He was was excellent. He knew what he was doing. And Bob was a guy who had a job in radio before we finished the course. He got himself a job working at WCNR, which was in Bloomsburg. And so we were all like in awe of Bob because he got a job before yeah. before uh, we even finished the course. And so Bob and I, were, were good, we were good friends for a long time. And I still consider him a friend. I don't see him often enough. Uh, I see his wife more often, Paula, because she works. Paula Degnan, wonderful person. Well, absolutely. When I work radio, I, I see because she works there. Um, so Bob calls me one Saturday afternoon and said, hey, you're ready to make a move. And I said, well, what do you got? He's at a station in Williamsport. He said, I thought maybe I'd like to move a little further west and step up a little bit in size. And I said, sure. So I send a tape and a resume over. I'm asking, oh, are you ready for this? I was asking. I, I probably priced myself out of the Oh, job. you're giving us a number. I like this. I, <laughs> <laughs> Salary said, per year or per uh, hour? Here we go. Uh, this is my weekly. I said, well, I really need to have $150 a week. Isn't that something? And they couldn't come up with it. And they said, we're sorry, we can't do that. And I said, well, thank you for your time. And I came back within probably a month. They called me and said, you're still interested? I said, yeah. They said, we got 150 for you. And so over I went. So, I'm trying to place that, though. So that's like seven, eight grand a year, I guess. What was average salary per year then? Do you know? This is mid-70s? Boy, I don't remember because it, it was all literally paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. You know, get a paycheck, spend a paycheck because nobody had any money. Uh, so there's no woman in your life yet? There's no ties to your family? You're like, I can go anywhere. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and I wasn't going that far. I was only going a couple hours away. Yeah. And uh, I could come over on weekends, such as they were, you know, to visit family and friends and all and have uh, have a good time and go back and work there. And I love the station. And this is AM? Uh, oh, yeah. This because is isn't this the time now, if I'm correct, FM is starting to bloom? Yes. Rock and roll. Yes. It's different. Things, it sounds better. Things are starting to evolve into FM. Yeah. Up until that point in time. FM had been totally neglected. Yes. Why, I don't know. But stations that had FM signals just didn't take advantage of them. They did right. nothing with them. I know. They, they, you know, they slapped some uh, canned music on them and see you around. 
But now all of a sudden, things were starting to turn the corner. In fact, so these stations you worked at, though, you're just talking. There's no, you're not spinning. Uh, you, oh no, no, oh, I'm, I'm a sorry. disco jockey. You're a disc jockey. Oh, so God, you're playing yeah. what? Uh, you know, pretty much contemporary. Yeah, top forty. Sugar, sugar. You're doing all that. Yeah, doing all that and gabbing <laughs> up a storm and. Uh, Trying to be funny and amusing at the same time, and here comes the Archies, everyone. Yeah, like, what was yeah, your way? Did you, you ch- know, just you know try? To, well, I, I started off being kind of a, kind of a, a, a yeller screamer kind of a guy. Uh, okay, right. But then I got Don't away from all. that, and I said, you know, that's not what I want to do. I'm going to try and back this off and be a little more mature about things. And coming up next, it's build me up, Buttercup <laughs> by the Foundation. Come, the fa- yeah. And, you know, I just decided to change myself up a little bit. And what I did was, um, are you sure I'm not boring you with this? Thing? No, I'm loving it. Uh, I can't wait for the Vince said it would be like this part. Uh, WIP in Philadelphia uh, became one of my favorite stations. I used to listen to them all the time. Now, this is back when they were doing music. They're all sports now or all news. I'm not sure. Back when they were personality, music. It had some great, great talent. And I used to love to listen to them. I said, God, I'd love to work at WIP. So While you were in Williamsport, you're thinking about that. Yeah, so I'm starting now to fashion myself a bit after what the guys said. Oh, not, I mean, I try right. to sound like them. Yeah. I'm trying to sound more like myself and polish that up a little bit yeah. because I feel that's what they're doing. I love it. And they were very successful. And some of them were really, really good. And um, so we, we tried that out for a while. And uh, never got to IP, obviously. All right. Well, how long were you in Williamsport? Four years. And I loved it. I love Williamsport. Uh, I should say that. I've, I, I loved living there. I loved the four years I spent there. I had a blast working there, the people I worked for. A lot of good friends. Uh, but, but now you're in your mid-late 20s, right, I imagine? Yeah. And what's, what are you thinking? What next? What am I, I going to do? I'm looking to get out. I, I want to move someplace else. Okay. I'm figuring I think I've spent enough time here. And let me see. You know, at least test the water. You know, let's pop up a test balloon and see what happens. Where does that balloon go? Let's see if I can get some interest out there. Um, so I'm in Williamsport. Excuse me. I'm getting comfortable here. I'm a He's Williams moving around. I think it's time for another sip. Do you want me to document? Here we go. No. Okay. So I, I'm working the cap is coming uh, off. with some really great people. I'm working. You probably know Gary Chrisman or are aware of Gary. I don't think I know that. Oh, that's too bad. One of the best, best, best jocks you'll ever hear in your life. Where's this at? Williamsport. Okay, you're still, still Williamsport. He's still there. Here comes the drink. He's excellent. Ooh, yeah, Actually, that? Gary um, used to work here years ago, did oh, some yeah? stuff for you guys for a good many well, years. Anyway, I'm looking to get out. I'm sending out tapes and resumes, and I'm getting some nibbles and some pretty good ones. And uh, not landing the job, but I, I'm getting some interest in some b- bigger markets like Dallas. Uh, You're still willing to go Seattle. anywhere, do anything. At that point in time, I'm like, I'll go anywhere. Now, my brother and I were living together. My brother was my best friend, along with being my brother, and he still is. I love my brother to death. And so we had both decided if I hit big on one of these jobs, we'll just pack the car and get the hell out of here. And we'll go. So like know. Ernie and Bert, there you yeah. are, yeah. living together. You know, not that we didn't like where we were, because right. we didn't. We liked all the people. But you thought any moment, I can have a big radio job, I'm going to be the next, uh, uh, who? In those days, I had a big then, uh, you know, you had Imus. 
Howard Stern was big. Uh, Larry Lujak Wolf was Wolfman Jack, you're the nuts no, too. Hey, nah, Wolfman, <laughs> okay. I never got that routine at all. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. sorry. That just didn't do it for I me. I can't wait to hear when TV comes in. Okay. So anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to get out. I'll make this very quick then. And uh, unexpectedly, my father dies. And uh, prior to that, I had sent a tape and resume maybe a month prior to my dad's death to Susquehanna Broadcasting, which was headquartered in York. At that time, they owned Warm, Magic, and about 20 other stations across the country. They were in some big markets, too. They were in San Francisco, uh, Dallas, Houston. And media conglomerates were pretty rare then. Yeah, and they were one, and they were were good size. And uh, they owned Warm here, which was their flagship station, which had been the most successful station in northeastern Pennsylvania. I know Warm Uh, very well. I get a call. <clears throat> one uh, one day from uh, uh, George Gilbert, who is like the, uh, what would I call him? He's not the general manager, assistant general manager, I guess. And George says, hey, I got a job. Are you interested? And I said, oh, yeah. And so I came over, interviewed, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know. You got this job. I'm over here. And where is this? Warm. I'm, no, I'm, but where? So it's Granton. Wilkes-Barre. Well, where it was right here off the internet, right in Navoca. Oh, it was. It's okay. Warm oh. was, yeah, you, the Warm building still stands there. So this I is. I don't know what's in there now. AM Warm. Yeah. You're playing top 40 again. You're talking in between. Yep. And you've Are got you going with the, your name the whole time? I forgot. Yeah, asking. I never changed my name. I'm still me. All right, so All you're Vince Sweeney, yeah. and here comes a little Creedence Clearwater yeah, revival. Yeah, right, exactly. And 2020 sports straight ahead. Ah. You know, that kind of thing. First news first. And you're doing this for years. You fall in love. You're married. Uh, yeah, that was uh, number one. <laughs> Which, I forgot the order I said. Uh, well, no, that was marriage. Meet a girl, one. fall in love. That was my first wife. <laughs> okay. I don't know how far you want to go. No, I, I <laughs> See, we can go for hours, man. So I end up working there, and uh, I have my moments where I'm very happy. I had other moments where I'm not. I didn't like uh, the company especially. Late I, 70s, are we near 80 yet? Yeah, we're around in there. And yeah. I, I'm working with for a company that I... Uh, just don't believe treats its employees properly. All right. They could treat them better. And uh, so I, I, I wanted to go. 30 so, years old, maybe? Yeah, 30, 32. And so I'm starting to look around, and I'm getting tapes, and I'm getting more nibbles in different places. And there were a couple of them I came close to getting, like there was one in Memphis. I would have taken the job. Had so you're still offered. willing to go anywhere? Yeah, I was, pretty much. I said, you know, I'm going to have to do something to, to move. You can't sit still and think you're going to get anywhere in the business. You've got to be able to go yeah. somewhere. Um, so all of a sudden, <coughs> all, uh, of a sudden. Uh, all of a sudden, it was a day like any other, <laughs> only different. And uh, over there across the lake, a small house, comfortable, small fit like an old glove. I get about, I have a couple of friends of mine who work at BRE. Beep, beep, beep. The bulb, <laughs> the bulb is brightening. Yeah. Illumination. The sky Look, is opening. It's happening. I had a couple of friends at BRE, and every time the weekend weather job came available, which was rather frequently it would, they would get a hold of me and they'd say, would you get your butt down here? And, you know, audition for the job. Because they were, they, they were an AccuWeather 
This is where my customer. interest now explodes. Okay. They were Who in, was uh, the guy that you were filling in for or replacing? Uh, Would I know woman, that name? Ann Lilly was her okay, name. Okay, don't know that. I don't know whatever became Ann. Lovely woman. She was their weekend weather person, and she was leaving, and they wanted someone to replace her. I went down, uh, did a cattle call. They had probably a half dozen at least of us go through an audition, and I knew when I finished the audition, I was confident that, you know, I, I, I'd done well. May I ask what you did? You stand in front of maps. Yeah, they put me just... in front of a wall, in front of a chroma key, and they popped up some maps. And, and said, you felt comfortable. And they that. said, go! <laughs> no, but you felt comfortable, the chroma uh, key. The... Yeah, believe it or not, I did. Get the bell ready. Yes. Because um, for, and I know this was a different time. Yes, it was. But we call a lot of you guys imposters. And I am not trying to offend you in any way. But with our deep science background, and here you guys come with no science background. That's right. And you're trying to, it's almost like if you go to see a doctor, you got a bad cough, broken leg, and they bring in someone who has no medical background, and they're telling you what's going on. You see a physician's assistant, (laughs) and that's exactly what happens nowadays, right? I guess. No, I I understand what you're saying, Uh, but that was not, at the time, Right. that wasn't so much the practice. No, uh, it wasn't. And it wasn't with BRE. BRE... And many stations. And uh, and a lot of stations in Philly. They wanted a presenter, not and a scientist. in New York, they wanted someone who could get the information right. to people in a timely fashion, understandably, interestingly, mm-hmm. who was well-spoken yep. and uh, a friendly face and someone they trusted. And that's what they were using. AccuWeather had, uh, I think, WABC in New York at the time. Clients all over, yeah, huge. Uh, They had uh, Philadelphia, a lot of TV clients, and BRE was an AccuWeather client. And right here at WNEP, we had Jay Christopher doing our forecast. He had no science background. This was the way then. I understand that. It was. It was. Did you have an interest in weather, passion? Uh, Not a passion, not interest, but not exactly a passion. I wanted to get a job in TV. And I didn't care what it was. I just thought, it's time to make a move here. And I'm, you know, I'm getting old. And I'm now, 30, right? Yeah. I'm not, now, by now, I'm about 35. And I, right. I'm thinking, I really would like maybe to make that move to television. Married kids? If I can. No, I was unmarried then, no kids. I was married and divorced. Williamsport years? Uh, uh, no, I was at warm at this point in time. No, when you got married and everything, that was Williamsport. No, that was early warm years. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. So so what's it like on TV weekends? What was it like in the 70s doing this? 80s maybe even, right? Now no, no, it was more like mid-80s. mid I was going to say. Now yeah. We're... I loved it. It you was great. It. I thought, well, let's see what I can do with this. They offered me the job. I had enough confidence to think I could pull it off. I, not that I was cocky or anything. But I thought, I can get out there in front of that camera, and I can actually, as we say in the biz, make love to the camera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, that's not, a, it's not no, a bad thing. No, I know. It's like to come across, you know, warm, friendly, and, and, and uh, I think of myself as being typically somewhat warm and friendly. Yeah, and, and fun. And so it, it wasn't Comical. like, a, oh, I got to go out there and phony it up. Yeah. I just went out and was myself. But were you just weekends? What, what else were you weekends. doing for the old I, cash? I did, um, I was working, oh, that, yeah, quickly tell you that once I got the weekend job at BRE, 
<laughs> Warm fired me. Now, that was a tradition of theirs. I was the third person from Warm who had gone to BRE, and shortly after they did, they got fired. They went part-time. I guess you can see that, though, right? I don't well, know. Well, you know, don't. they'd give you a big slap on the back and say, geez, we're proud of you, man. That's great. You're doing us good. And then a couple of weeks later, you're done. Get out. Because, like, a conflict of, of, oh, of no, media I guess, advertising? I think what it, not so much that. I think what it was is they knew your your focus had shifted. Oh, I see. And you probably didn't give a, 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 a you know, All right. a, about radio. <laughs> you didn't want to do that anymore, so you were more interested in TV. So how long then the weekend popularity builds up, and now you're the new main man? Yeah, was, the, that was about a year. Just a year? Yeah. Who was the main guy that you replaced? Uh, Would I know that name? Uh oh, he's looking up. Uh oh, you gonna hit the bell? No, we oh, can okay. talk about it. I don't mean you know. Uh, Mark Hiller was doing weekend nights. Mark Hiller was doing. Bless him. Yeah, and he's still there after all these years. Going he was strong. doing. He was the weather guy. He was doing. Why don't I remember night? that? Yeah. I don't know. He was uh, now. When I you're say, saying weekday nights, correct? He was yeah, the main he main was the, six p.m. He was the evening weather guy. And I think also no background in science. He's a broadcaster. No, a very bright guy. I know he's a great... Very personable, likable, sweetheart of a guy. Uh, Did a good job delivering. And uh, he got the job. And what happened was uh, somewhere a year later, they decided to uh, move me tonight's and put him on a different schedule. Weekend weather and three days a week as their education reporter. So, all of a sudden, here I am. I'm doing Monday through Friday. So, here's this guy. He's funny. He's comical. He's warm. He's friendly. Everyone loves him. He's like the guy next door. It's Who's you. That? That's oh, you, me. man. Oh, all right. And now, the new main <laughs> weather guy. Popularity builds. Before you know it, they're having... The, 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 Vince, when I go places today... When did you leave BRE? When did you leave? I have been gone from B, oh, BRE uh, 2006. Okay, so... That's f- almost 15 years ago. Still today, I'm at Turkey Hill. I'm at Wegmans. I'm I'm at some store in Bloomsburg. <laughs> hey, Vince said it would be like this. I still have to hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> they no. tell, they're telling me that. Now. But the dangest thing is, the last time that a Vince said promo, uh, promo ran on BRE when? I gotta hear this. was like two so this is 20 years 20 ago. 20 years since they ran a promo. So for the last six years, they 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 did they didn't promote it because the the news director uh, was looking to replace me with somebody else on nights, and I guess they didn't want to promote someone who wasn't going to be there. And I think that's when having meteorologists kind of go in that direction. May I don't know. That's no, the way. It's uh, that's a long story. Oh okay, yeah, we won't get into that. Wait a minute. But- hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We can we can touch on it, but I don't you know I don't want to get you think it's in. okay. Other, oh, yeah. but 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 so is that when you when you were peaking? I'm talking in your weather popularity. Okay. Vince said it would be like this commercials. I think you were dancing on the commercial and everything. <laughs> everyone was say, them, yeah. everyone was saying that. I mean that you're it on was, top of things. Uh, it's the '90s now. Yeah, it was uh, it was a hell of a ride. I got to tell you, I. I, and I, I say this with all the humility I can uh, muster. I never understood the popular, my popularity. I was like, what? Yeah. What's going on here? Is that right? Why do these people like me? I'm glad they do. <laughs> but why do they like me? You know, and, and it, it, it just it, it kind of came along with the job. 
And um, I tried to live up to what people's expectations were. So if you bumped into me and, you know, you bumped into me a price chopper and said something, I'd stop and chat you, chat with you for a minute or two. I didn't like, you know, come across, blow people off and like, <laughs> I, you know, I, and it worked out really well. People liked me. I couldn't understand it. And I still to this day don't, but I'm very grateful for it. When I got your post on my Facebook page and I asked for comments, that's what everyone's saying to me. Oh, what a nice guy. I met him here and he said this and he helped me out here. Well, I try to do that. Uh, so that's know? the key, I think, to you. You were likable. You weren't arrogant. You weren't higher than Miney. You no. were just this, I tried to this be, cool, fun guy doing the forecast. I, I could see no reason at all why someone would get a big head going and try to be... Just like, oh, look at me. Do you know who I am? I mean, I could never understand that thinking. Oh. It made no sense to me whatsoever. And I did. Uh, That's sorry why I it. love you, man. Is that your phone going off? That's yeah, a, we I'm have a sorry. policy here. When the phone goes off, you have to read the message to us. Uh, I don't know what that says. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Unless it's real personal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I, my wife wants to know if I have any photos. Of what? Uh, of this. Oh, well, we're well, going to take them shortly, yeah. Um, no, that's excellent, though. I. So I was just thrilled that people liked me. I didn't understand it. I thought it was great. And uh, it was reinforced many times. Uh, they would do research projects. And, uh, you know, I would test, like, extremely well. And uh, surprising. I mean, I just didn't understand it. I mean, I thought maybe I could be okay. Isn't that great? But I don't think anybody's, you know. Guy right there, humility. Well, yeah, and it's well, genuine. I mean, I'm not like that. I know, you know? you're not. That's why you're sitting here with me now. Thank you, Joe. But I wanted to ask you these two things. Sure. Uh, maybe this is bring up one of these things. Now, as a meteorology and science guy, when I was growing up in the 80s, going to college, coming back home, visiting, and then I was a science teacher in the 90s, too. Right. You were my favorite weather guy. Well, aren't you sweet? Thank Even you. Even though uh, I kind of knew that you didn't have the science background, no. what I liked about you, and also another one is Willard Scott. Yeah. National. I'm like, these guys get it. There's no unnecessary drama. There's right. no arrogance. Right. There's no, oh, I'm the smartest guy in the oh, room hell attitude. No. Uh-uh. So I kind of, in a way, modeled myself well, after you. Okay. Guys that, like that is you. extremely flattering. Yeah, Willard was another guy who had no science background. I know, but what a great and approach. And America loved him to yes. death. And, uh, and, and I don't know if I ever fashioned myself after him or that type of a person. But, you know, it gets right back to, to me, the key to success is be who you are. Yeah. Be who you are. Don't try to be somebody else. Just be true to yourself and act like you would all the time. And if the audience, if that's not good enough for your audience, they'll let you know fast enough. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. They won't like you. I'm following your words. Except if you're creepy, then don't be yourself. Well, no. If you're creepy, you probably shouldn't be there in the first (laughs) If you're creepy, you probably would have blown one of your toes off prior to that right. and done something really stupid. So, Was the cash really good then, or am I getting too? Uh, no, I'll tell you, it wasn't as good as it should have been. Uh, I, won't, I won't hesitate to say that. Over time, it, it, it improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it improved, uh, I do believe, because they realized that uh, I was making them money. That, you know, people yeah. people were watching us for weather. They were maybe not watching the entire newscast, but they were watching us for weather. I think they realized I was bringing money in, so they the money came up a little, little, little at a time, and uh, it was okay. 
you know, probably could have been better. Right. But, but you made a good living. Your name was all over the place. Made a you were decent getting, living. You were getting forced to the front of the line during oil changes at the garage. <laughs> I still get that, that now. That does happen. Yeah, oh, I know. You know what that's like. And we only have about uh, five minutes left. I'm hoping You've if we can. You've got to be kidding me. I know this we've been done. doing this for around an hour, Ooh. 45. Don't rush it, Joe. Oh, I won't. Well, but I guess I kind of, what I want now is the, uh, and I don't know if, if it's the bell's going to come in. But, okay. But the, is it a rough end when things change and they let you go and then how you got to where you are now? A semi-retired? Yeah, it is. It's, it can be very... Um, like, how does that happen? How does the crumbling begin? Well, the crumbling began, for me, I think, um, when they took me off uh, nights and put me on mornings. And uh, mid two th- mid two thousand three four five maybe somewhere, somewhere in there yeah because I remember we were doing the same yeah. game. that's where the crumbling started but why what's wrong with that well it's not that it's a bad shift but it was a show that at the time there were very few resources invested in the show and we were doing very well at night numbers at night were excellent and I tried to figure out why why would they want to do this? yeah why, so what do you think do you know why. <laughs> okay. Hey, maybe we'll do this again and we can explore but there that. But there were, there were reasons that go beyond the scope of this interview, I guess. Uh, yeah, so they whatever. Do. They do. And so it was very difficult because you go from being, you know, uh, Vince Sweeney in capital yes. letters to Vince Sweeney in small letters, you know. Yes. But it was all right. There's nothing wrong with being humbled. Right. Not humiliated, but humbled. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And it led me to some great things. I mean, I got to work uh, with the SPCA. But wait, you're in your 50s then when this happened? uh, Yeah, yeah. My... uh, I was like 55 or so when this happened. And was that... Do you you think that was a part of it? Like, we don't... Or no? Like, let's get a younger guy or not? I don't... It may have been one of the factors. It might have been. Okay. But my opinion of it all was you don't mess with success. Right. You know, if it ain't broke, you know how that goes. And we were doing very well at night with weather. And uh, so, so when did the a long morning, time ago, it's over. How long did the morning thing last? I did that for about four, four and a half years. And then when did that end? And uh, did you end that? Nope, they fired me. They fired you. 20 years. Called me in and said, uh, I don't know, it wasn't a very pleasant situation. Because I kept confronting the general manager and saying, why? Why? He wouldn't give me an answer. Uh, so leading to that day, did you sense something or no? No. You did not? Blindsided be. Total surprise. Shocked. One day you get called in. Yeah. Got called in after uh, 20 years. Uh, 20 years. And, and, and the Christmas before, six months prior to my getting fired, I had been given the gold clock for 20 years of service to the company. Isn't that something? And then... Now, I was out of that, and by the next day, uh, seriously, literally the next day, uh, the SBCA called me and asked me if I'd like to come work for them. They had heard about this? Uh, or yeah, you put well, out some the papers. It was out there. You know, uh, made a few headlines here and there. I'd been there so long. You yeah. Know, but, and uh, I went and met with them, and... I said, you know what? This is a good, uh, a good uh, opportunity to do something that's really worthwhile. And, uh, you know, I get paid for it. I wasn't doing it for free. 
I want that make that clear. And I your mean, title was uh, executive direct- director. Executive director, sit and, in a big room and well, make decisions. Do well, yes, and do a lot of hustling. Yeah, do a lot of fundraising, uh, marketing, promotion, PR, appearances, strategies. We did a lot of that in developing, and we did okay. And I uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that for quite some time. And uh, um, it was, like I said, an opportunity to to do something worthwhile. Yeah. You know, and help out. Because I've always had an interest in animal causes and animal sheltering and welfare. So here again, you know, uh, don't take the trip. Let the trip take you. I'm going along in my life. This pops up. Okay. I see it, I get it, and here I am. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, though. But if you, to go with my inner tube analogy, and that inner tube, you're floating down a river, and it hits like this. Like Fanny in the Susquehanny. We never got to talk about that. <laughs> so your Fanny's in the Susquehanny. Yeah. And you hit this log or this rock. Okay. And that would be the firing. And then you go in a different direction. Yeah. But if you could, you're going down the stream. If that rock were removed and you were still there doing that, would, is, there, is there a part of you that would want that? No. You don't. You're under glad, the, under now the, you can look back and say you're glad that happened? Yes. Isn't that weird? Uh, under the circumstances and the way that it did happen and uh, the state of affairs at the time with the job, I was not the least bit um, upset that I was uh, fired. Oh, you job. weren't? You didn't no. like le- drive home that day crying or anything? No, I drove home feeling pretty damn good about things. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It, you know, it just did happen. I never saw it coming. Uh, I still don't know why they wouldn't tell me. They okay. never did. But I took, um, they were kind enough to offer me some uh, severance. Mm-hmm. And I took it and uh, I left. And that was the end of that. And the SPCA picked right up after. How long were you there? Yeah, the next day. I was there almost five years. And then I kind of retired. And then I started doing some work for Griffin Bond Animal Shelter. And then uh, after that, I, uh, what else did I do? I worked at Boscov's. You worked at Boscov's? I did work at Boscov's, and I loved every minute of it. But wait now, this is your 60 maybe at the time? I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 let's say 63, 64. So you're working at Boscov's. So I, I'm looking for something to do. I'm retired, and I'm getting bored sometimes. And um, I'm getting bored a lot. I'm tired of sitting around doing nothing yeah. all the time. It has its moments, don't get me wrong. Right. It's nice to know... Hey, tomorrow's Monday, and I don't have to get my butt out of yeah, bed to yeah, go Yeah, anywhere. yeah, 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 <clears throat> So I, I uh, applied for a job at Boscov's. I knew the uh, their human resources director, and he said, I would never have thought you'd want to work here. And I said, well, I don't know, part-time? He said, sure. So they gave me a part-time job. And where, what, what department? What I worked you? in uh, menswear. I worked in small appliances. As seen on TV, it worked there. Are Whirlpool and GE really the best appliances? Or washers, dryers? They had stopped selling appliances by the time oh, okay. so I right went there. to work there, so I don't know. But this goes with your honest approach that you're a humble guy, because a lot of folks would say you, you, they would have a hard time being a local TV celebrity to then even applying at Boscov's. Not that there's anything uh, wrong with there that. There were but some people that did say that. What are you doing here? Yeah, but not you. That says a lot about your personality. Well, you know, why wouldn't I be here? Yeah, that says it all right well, there. Well, right I, there. I'm, not, I'm too good to work here? Hardly. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed it. I can't say enough good things about working there and uh, the people I met. I worked with some of the nicest people I have ever known. 
And I can tell you that flat out. I don't want to mention names because I might miss somebody. Right. But they were some of the nicest people. I loved working with them. I miss them. And uh, it was just, it was it was fun. I'd go to work, excuse me, and uh, I'd wait on customers. And you, you loved know? it. And I loved it. I truly, truly did. I mean, it was, it just, it worked and it worked well. And Well, as a guy 17 years older than me, Sean here is younger than me even, uh, retirement, is it, do we, do we want to salivate after this thing? No, 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 don't do that. I mean, maybe, what's it all about? I mean, the only thing worse than working is not working. They say, "What's the and answer?" And I agree with that. What's um, the answer to it all? The answer to it all can t- goes back a ways, and I think if you go back to the beginning of our conversation, right? I think the answer is find something you love to do, and do it, and you will not be in. A, we won't have any burning desire to retire. You might say, it'll be nice when I can maybe semi-retire and not have to get up every morning. But do something you love, and you will lead a much, much happier life. Even if, if the money is not there, right? Even Don't if the let that guide not, you. No. I never chased money. Money, uh, sure, it's important, you know, but I, I, I never chased money. I didn't want to chase money. I wanted to do things that I liked to do and um, be good enough to get paid for them. And that's what I did. And I, 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 a quick story here. I don't know what kind of time we have. Any minute now, we'll just wrap it up. Okay. I like it. I'll give you a quick story. My Uncle Jack, who was my godfather, sweet guy, great guy, Okay. my father's younger brother. I used to spend a lot of time with him. I would help him with different things. And I recall out being with him one uh, weekend. We were doing some work. He had a cottage at Lake Ariel, and we were up closing it up for the season. And he told me a story. And his story essentially was this. Uh, when he was like 15 or 16 years old, all he ever wanted to do was get a part-time job as a bag boy or box boy <laughs> at the A&P. He said this was like <laughs> he had to have that job. I mean, that's pretty low on the well, fantasy Well, he was list. in high school. Yeah, you know? okay, right. He was working in high school, and he wanted a part-time job <laughs> as a bag boy, box boy, whatever, at the A&P. <laughs> And finally, he got the job, and he hated it. He worked there for about a week and said, I don't like this at all. So he quit. And the moral of the story, which he did verbalize, was don't stay in a job you hate. Whatever it is, find something else or bust your, what would be the word he would have used? Heine. Okay, we'll go with that. To find a job you like. Don't stay in a job you hate because it'll make you miserable. And if you're miserable, everybody around you is going to be miserable. So I've lived by life by Uncle Jack's advice. And he was a good guy. And he went through life doing a lot of crazy things. He owned a business. He owned the Scranton Hobby Center for years. No, but Vince, that's great advice. I think it's wonderful advice. It might take a little work on your part to be able to pull it off. But try it. See if you can do it. You know, instead of taking a job that you really don't like, just see so you can make a lot of money. On a similar line, my buddy always used to say this. There's a dentist and there's a ski operator. Both of them love to ski. Okay. So the ski operator did that for a living. But guess what he got to do his whole life? He was paid crappy. Yeah. But he got to ski 
all yeah. day, every day yeah. for his entire he, life. He was in the out on the slope in the snow. And there was the dentist who loved to ski too, but making the good money. But spent a small time in people's mouths. Again, yeah, but never <clears> had <throat> time to ski because gotcha. he was so invested in his career making the money. And when he did get the time to ski, he would have to travel out west, and it would be a week-long vacation once a year. So who's happier in that scenario? Yeah, yeah. I could, the guy yeah. making the big money, just barely skiing five days yeah. a year? Or yeah. the guy doing it every day, living his fantasy, skiing yeah. and making less money? That goes along with uh, your story. Uh, I, I agree with you completely. I have friends of mine, and I'll keep this quick, who um, are a uh, husband and wife team who are extraordinarily good fly fishers. And they used to have a shop, a fly fishing shop, right. which they sold maybe 15 or more years ago. And they now spend their time guiding tours all around the world to fly fish. I think they're in Spain right now. And, I mean, this is what they do, and they're loving every minute of it. They put these tours together, and they go to these exotic places where there are huge trout and gorgeous surroundings— and that's what they do for a living. And that little guy who was leaving the University of Scranton, who wanted to do radio, took this course. Look where, look where it took you, yeah. that ride. You had it's a great right, ride. man. I, I'm happy. You know, the odd part is you're sitting in a, in a broadcasting facility <laughs> with cans on your ears in front of equipment. Back to where I started from. Boom! Full circle, full baby. Full circle, baby. Everything goes full circle. Doesn't Vince, it, thanks for coming in. My pleasure, Joe. I want you to have a good retirement. Thank Well, you know. I keep busy doing the radio thing on occasion, so that keeps Semi-retirement. me Semi-retirement. Yeah, thank you. And I'll uh, be listening to you on WILK. Thank That's you. Where we, we interact still. Well, that'd be cool. I hope we hook up someday. And I'm now we're closer. There. Yeah. And the next time you're iced in your driveway and you can't do this, I'm going to helicopter in and be dropped right on That'd be cool, man. <laughs> can you get me out? Never mind, drop. Can you get me out? <laughs> Sean, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, sir. For tolerating this, and it was wonderful. We're out. I appreciate it. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.